Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey, hello there, everybody. Dan Albert here for episode number 56 of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. Luke 1.37 from the King James Version says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Same verse, Luke one thirty seven in the Amplified. It says, For with God nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Hey, welcome to this episode. So glad you're here. Totally hit the ground running today with um, the verse. Boom. Right off the bat. Boom. And, um, you know, I have been mentioning this topic um kind of this exact same thing. Uh, Just real recently, I had an episode where I focused on the word is, is, right? Where nothing is impossible with God. And um, so this is kind of not new, Luke 137. This is um, sort of, I'm not, I'm not beating a dead horse. That's not the way it works with God's promises, where we remind each other, ourselves and others of what God's word says. It's more like um, I am um, encouraging you to fully lean in and believe and then building upon a little bit of that promise in this episode. So um, yeah, this is episode 56 of the show. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to release this episode a little bit early this week because I am getting ready to do my second prayer retreat in my private Facebook group, um, Praying Through the Storm online prayer retreat. So yeah, I thought I would kind of release this as maybe sort of like a precursor to that so that if anybody would like to jump in and join and be able to watch some of the sessions live, they sure can. Um, zero pressure, zero, zero, zero pressure. And if you do join, there is zero, zero, zero pressure to ever like share a prayer request or uh, be super active. It's just um, come and let's talk about prayer. You'll be prayed for but you don't have to share your prayer requests if that makes any sense. I just kind of pray over all the group attendees and be blessed. If you would like to be a part of that, I will throw the lo- the the loke. What's a loke? What is a loke? A loke is another thing. I will throw the link in the show notes and also we'll just tell you how to search for it. You know, the old, good old fashioned like search bar in Facebook way if you would like to do that. Okay, so I have another verse for today and it kind of does line up with this same kind of thing, you know, this, um, for with God, nothing shall be impossible verse. It's, they go together like, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly or bread and butter, that kind of thing. Okay. So I am going to read Matthew eleven twenty eight from the King James first. And I know I'm not always in the King James, but today this is just kind of the way the Lord wanted me to go. So Matthew eleven twenty eight King James Version, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay, this is beautiful. And the Amplified, going to go back to my, my old standard here, the Amplified, Matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace, and I will give you rest. 
refreshing your souls, refreshing your souls with salvation. Okay, this is good stuff. I think you can tell why I really am excited about this. And also, um, my voice is scratchy. I apologize. I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is just from all of the talking I did last week during a summit I was a part of. I don't know, but I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. And also, if you think of it, would you pray for me that this goes away? Because I have a lot of talking to do over like a four days off and on in the in the prayer retreat. And I'm just now realizing this does not, it doesn't feel good. And that's, that's not a good thing. Okay. So, all right. If we were to start today with the absolute infallible truth, and it is an absolute infallible truth that I'm going to tell you the, well, actually that God's word tells us the absolute infallible truth of Luke 137 is like our foundation today. Just think of it as like today's foundation about what I'm going to talk about. And make no mistake, this is foundational. This is like bedrock, you know, like the Flintstones, bedrock city. This is bedrock. If we start there, then we've got a really great place to kind of just grow in our belief, to believe, believe big that Jesus's words in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 are true for us today. So let's just, let's just talk that through. Our, our bedrock is going to be this, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. And then we're going to go on into uh, Matthew. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's that awesome word, will. Okay, so we've got our foundation and then we've got our verse. Um, do you believe that what Jesus said there in Matthew eleven twenty eight is totally true for you today? Do you really? I mean, for with God. Okay. You got to start right there. We have to be living our lives, doing all the things that we do in life with God, because the verse says for with God, for with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible for with God. That's kind of um, a great question to ask ourselves. How am I doing in that regard? Can I say that that's how I have been kind of living my life? Is that how, is that how I be doing the things I'm doing? Then, then the next thing it says is that nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Okay, that's like, okay, we've got that. I, I talked about the word is and how it's a present tense verb a couple of episodes ago. And it is a present tense verb. Is this for right now? So we have that again, is, is, right now, nothing is going to be impossible. So what's in your life right now that seems impossible? Guess what? It's not impossible because it's, it's God. This is God we're talking about. But also this verse kind of phrases it another way and it says, or ever shall be. It doesn't, okay, it doesn't phrase it another way. It adds a little more depth to it, okay? And it says, ever shall be. Okay, so it's got you covered. Your entire future is covered. Now look, we've all been burdened before. We all know how it is to feel like, I don't know, super heavy laden, like just heavy, heavy, right? Anybody raising their hand or nodding their head or thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I remember this one season of life where it just, just everything was heavy. It's really just pretty awful. And I, I just love that Matthew eleven twenty eight is showing us clearly, showing us clearly that it's not the Lord's will for us to be burdened, weighed down underneath of stuff, heavy laden. And when we know that something is God's will, also, when we know that something is not God's will, then we can pray really big, really bold prayers, and we can expect that he will answer us 
because we're asking for what he's already revealed is his will, or we're asking to be kept safe from something that he has shown us is already, you know, that's not his will, right? We know we're asking in, in accordance with his hill, with his hill, with his will, because he's told us what his will is in this way. So this verse should help you to want to pray bigger, bolder prayers for yourself to be unburdened. When's the last time you prayed for that? Lord, I need to be unburdened. I want to be unburdened. Will you unburden me? When's the last time you prayed that you would be unheavy laden? When's the last time you sought the Lord just to kind of be done with the religious rituals that have provided no peace? And look, we all fall into that trap. We really do. It's like the flesh just, um, you know, I had this, this, went to this, uh, Bible study once years and years and years ago. And one of the ladies in the group said she often felt like there was her dead self, her pre-Christ, pre-salvation self, um, you know, dead and buried, right? And then she said, but that old me is always trying to get out of the coffin. And sometimes I just have to picture myself stomping on the lid of the coffin as I'm trying, the old me's trying to climb out and I'm jumping on it and saying, get back in there and stay in there. And that picture never left me because is that not true? It's so true. So when's the last time you prayed that those religious rituals that produce no hope would just be gone, that you could just be done with those? It happens. It creeps up on all of us because it's just how we are. It's just the flesh. That old dead Jan, she's not very good at staying dead. And I sure wish she would just get in there and stay dead because I'm over her already. You know what I mean? Okay, so we can pray for those things to be unburdened, to be unheavy laden, to be done with the peaceless way of religiosity that that just bears no fruit. Um, You know, you can we know from this verse that Jesus promises he will will that amazing word will give you rest he will give you rest. That means he has rest for you, my friend, for you. Um, I I don't think I'm the only one. I know I'm not the only one, but uh, maybe I'm the only one um, who's quite as bad at this as I am. Like I've always had a lot of trouble resting. I just have a hard time resting. I really do. Uh, it's just... <sighs> It's that same flesh thing, that jam that needs to stay in the coffin, stay six feet under. I, I do like to um, work. I guess I just do. I like, I don't hate work. Uh, I like to do a good job when I'm working on something. Yeah, that's definitely true. I could say maybe it's a family thing, right? Like my mom was such a hard worker. My siblings work hard. Uh, my husband works really hard. I bet kids who work really hard. Like, I mean, we can work. I'm surrounded by, by workers. But, but look, let me just say that no matter what, no matter what family I was born into, I can't point the finger and say, well, all my siblings work hard. And so that's just, you know, I come by it honestly. I can't help it. I, I don't think that's true for me. I think for me, no matter what, I probably would be something of like a worker bee. Like just, I could have been born in a cave on a mountaintop and raised where there was no, um, you know, I don't just no need of work, 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 like where everything was completely different. I wasn't influenced by society as a whole. And still, I think this might be a thing for me that I would just be a worker. I'm also a reader. I'm a researcher. And so mental work is a thing for me, not just like doing physical labor, but mental work. And that's probably even harder to stop, like just shut it off, 
shut it off. I could be watching a movie or something with my husband. And it's like my mind is like trying to figure out ways to make to do lists and things. And how do I figure out how to how to work that angle? And I can I bet I could fit this into there. And then I could stop it and watch the movie like I mental work is probably more a thing for me. And that's what I mean by maybe I'm a little bit different than some other people. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people who are hard workers physically, but they can rest. Like, I don't know how to rest ever. And it's it is that Jan that needs to stay in the coffin, get back in there and be dead already. Okay, so um, I share this, this verse as somebody who needs this promise, right? I can look right at that exact spot in my life and say, I need it. I need this, like water being just poured out on a fire. I need it in this part of my life. What, what part of your life do you really need rest? Do you need real rest? Because real rest is going to have an impact on your life. The rest that Jesus offers, it's not going to be incomplete. It isn't. It can't be. It will not leave you high and dry. You're not going to be feeling like you're only halfway rested. Not a chance. It's exactly the real true rest that you need. Um, It's spiritually restful, emotionally restful, physically restful. But the thing is, you have to do something in order to get this promised blessing. And it is a blessing. It's a big blessing. You've got to do something. You know, I mean, what is it you have to do? Well, you have to do what Jesus said in the very beginning of Matthew 11, 28. Come to me. Come to me. Okay, so, um, you know, he says this to, he's not just talking to, um, he's very specific. Look, if you labor, if you're heavy laden, if you're weary, if you're heavily burdened, come to him, come to him. Okay. I'm going to say that again. If you labor, if you are heavy laden, if you're weary, if you're heavily burdened, if you just don't have peace, come to him. So this isn't exclusive. This is very inclusive, but each of us must come to him individually. So it's inclusive, but it's not like we could all just, um, link arms and march together. And it's all, you know what I mean? Like you could be marching with a group of people and not be mentally going the same way that they're going. You could not be on board with that. You have to decide that you're going to go to Jesus. As he says, come to me. You can't just follow somebody else and think that they're coming to Jesus is going to be enough for you too. Um, and we do that subconsciously. And most of us don't really think about that. You come to him, you come to him. This is meant for for you. It's it's very much inclusive. He wants everybody to come, but he wants you to come. Okay, so can you do that today? Can you come to Jesus and let him lighten that load of yours? Look, just today, just today, um, I was in my quiet time and I know the Lord spoke to me. You know, when you have those moments where you know the Lord is speaking to you and I had one thing I was praying about this one thing that I was praying. I'm just, Lord, I'm just going to get, keep giving this over to you. I'm going to yield it to you. You know, like I said, I mentally, I'm just always, uh, I work mentally. My mind just doesn't shut off very easily. And so this is something where it's like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to keep giving this mental work over to you. I need to have a rested mind and I'm just going to make a decision to keep praying. Like I can't, fix it. I need Jesus. I need the Holy Spirit to change it, to impart real life change in this area. But I can yield. I can surrender. I can submit. I can just give over to him and say, you're sovereign. And through prayer, I'm going to keep taking this to Jesus and taking this to Jesus as many times as I need to. So I'm just praying through this. And um, this is something that I, that I do, you know, fairly often as I pray, I just acknowledge 
parts of my life that are that are under his lordship, right? I mean, and ultimately, it's like, and I don't mean that only some parts are under his lordship. I mean, I will even say out loud, this part of my life is yours, Lord. It's yours. It's just like I am I am reminding myself of what's true. I'm not saying some areas are are the Lord's and some aren't. No, it's all his. But an area where I'm really maybe feeling under something or heavy or struggling, it's really good for me anyway to pray and to say out loud as I pray, Lord, that's yours. This area is yours. It's under your lordship. He's sovereign, you know? So um, so often I say, I'll be saying out loud even that he's sovereign over X, Y, Z. Lord, you're sovereign over um, my heart condition. Lord, you're sovereign over whatever it might be. Okay, so I just kind of sense the Lord speaking back to me, not like in some big booming audible voice, but like speaking to my heart. And he said, I want that. I want that. And uh, it was it was about an area where I carry a lot of burdens. And it was not the area that I was just given over to him. And, you know, this whole work in my mind thing, it really was, it was something totally different. But I mean, it was somewhat firm. I want that. And I knew exactly what that was. And uh, wow, he just directly addressed it. I want that. So what am I going to do? I'm either, what am I going to do? I'm either going to give him what he wants or I'm going to not give him what he wants. Wow. Has the Lord ever done anything like that in your life where it's just like, you know, you know, you know that you know that you know that there's that exact area where he's speaking to you. He's talking to your heart about this and you can give him what he wants or not give him what he wants. Wow. And it wasn't, I would say normally give him what he's asking for. Uh, he didn't ask me this time. This, I want that. And if I could write it as a sentence, I would say, I want, and then that would be all caps, T-H-A-T, period. There's no question mark there. So I can't give him what he's asking for because he's not asking. In this case, he's telling me. He's telling me, I want that. What does the Lord want? What's the that for you? What does he want you to just give over to him? What do you need to do out of obedience just because that's what he wants? That's what Jesus wants from you. So I've got this thing that he directly addressed, right? And um, I'm giving it over to him. I absolutely am. I did in that moment and I'm going to keep doing it. He made this, um, he kind of made it. So this thing I've been carrying around for so long, I'm gosh, probably decades, I don't know, as like, um, as I carry it around as I'm misresponsible. Do you know what I mean? Anybody else? I'm just misresponsible. Not really a bad concept if you just look at it and think, well, what's wrong with being a responsible person, right? I mean, but it really, uh, look, you can take something like that, being responsible, and then the devil can can run with that. And he can just lock you up and uh, take your freedom and take you for a ride, put you in bondage, right? So um, that's where I was ending up as being misresponsible in this area. Like I ended up in, uh, in over my head, so to speak. So Jesus just made it a super simple choice on my part. Sometimes we think walking through things or getting out from under things or getting free from things or getting the Lord's healing in our lives in certain areas is going to be this process. But in this moment, Jesus just made it this simple. He just took this thing that, um, I'm just going to tell you exactly how it is. It's like this thing that Satan has been working to build and to cement and to solidify and to turn into a stronghold because a stronghold for the enemy is a launching point. If he gets a stronghold in your life, he can launch all these other attacks on your life and on others through you from 
the stronghold point. Okay, think of it militarily. That's what a stronghold is. It's not just it's not just about the stronghold and the issue. No, it's about a launching point where he has access to all of your life. And that's not good. So I've got this thing that Satan has just been working to take misresponsible, misresponsibility and do the right thing, blah, 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 you know, and, and he built this just, I don't know, fortress. I mean, it's been a big thing. And Jesus just simplified it. He just made it a super simple choice on my part, right? All I have to do is give him what he wants. Can you imagine that? Decades of work on the part of the enemy. And Jesus just says, I want that. And if I give it to him. If I just say, I give that to you, he's dismantling the whole thing. And there's not this big menagerie of stuff that I have to walk through. I'm not saying God never makes you, not makes, wants you to walk with him through things to get to the, to the other side of healing. I've been going through that like with my heart for a long time, but there are plenty of times, more times, I think, I think sometimes we miss it because we never just lean in in prayer and talk to him about our burdens or, or say, Lord, speak to me about what you want to clean up and fix in my life. What's your priority to make better in my life today, right now? Not me coming to you and saying, here's my priority. Here's what I think really needs to be cleaned up first. What do you want to take care of first? You might be shocked at what he says in reply, and you might be super shocked and excited and thrilled and blessed if he does something like this where he just makes it super simple, super simple. All you've got to do is yield you know, admit he's sovereign, bend the knee in this area, give him what he's asking, and then watch him do what he's going to do. So I just gave him what he wanted. This, if you if you have something like this, would you give it to him? Give him what he wants. So, you know, God's not a respecter of persons, right? He's not going to do things like this just for some of us. No, he's, he is so good to us. He loves us so much. If he didn't withhold his one and only son, well, will he not also give us all things is what, what it says in Romans? Yeah, he will. He can do this for you. I believe he wants to do this for you. Okay, so is there anything he might be saying to you today? Right now in this current season of your life, is he saying, I want that? I want that. Could, could, it, be, could it be a way that you come to Jesus and obtain this rest? Could you give him what he's asking and could that be one of the ways you are the, the come to me part? You know, you come to him. Could your coming to him be, I'm going to give you that thing I know you've been asking me to just to give over to you and get his rest, obtain it. Okay. Um, kind of a shorter episode today, only about, oh, I don't know, five to seven minutes shorter than usual. But um, like I said, I'm kind of losing my, I'm not going to say losing my voice. I don't want to lose my voice. I've got a lot to do this week, but it is scratchy and sore. Um Okay, if you're interested in prayer retreat number two, it is coming up March 4th through 7th. So like, you know, just like two days away. Um, I don't have the schedule posted yet. I'm still working on that based on actually how I've been feeling. I'm not sure how much I'm going to post each day. So I will at least be doing something on the 4th and then I will go from there. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay, so I'm going to put the links in the show notes or just jump on Facebook and look for Praying Through the Storm. Um, and we'll get you added private group, obviously, because prayer requests and we like to keep those private and confidential. Um, let's see. I really think that's about it. Other than I am a little behind on actually typing out all of the show notes. But like I said, I had, I think I did six speaking type session things last week with the summit and I've just been, um, 
like I did several live and then others were recorded, but it's like, uh, yeah, I've been busy. So I've had a lot going on. Um, I'm behind on show notes. That's what I'm trying to say. And oh yeah, really most importantly of all, I really want to encourage you to spend some time praying today and seek him about these two verses. Uh, and then just listen for how he answers. And then when he answers, just do what he says. If there's, if there's something he says, I want that, just give it to him. Come to Jesus today and grab that rest. Grab your rest from him. Like, don't let anything keep you from getting the rest that he has promised. And I am going to just read the Amplified of Luke one thirty seven again, and then Matthew eleven twenty eight again, and then that's going to be it. I'm going to let you go. For with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. Wow, is that not great? Okay, um, come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened, and I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Let yourself be blessed and refreshed today. The goodness of the Lord is for you right now. All right, I hope to see you at the prayer retreat. Feel free to message me or uh, text me, whatever, if you have any questions or anything. And thanks for being here. I'll see you next time for episode, wow, 57. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.